Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored, unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back, relax, and thank you for being part of the conversation. How's it going, buddy? Good. How about you? Doing good. I doing heard you good. got a, a story for us here off the top. I do. I do have a fun story that I will try to get through without crying. Should we put an emotional warning up in the corner? No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be fine. Um, I got to meet one of my filmmaking heroes uh, the other day. I got to meet uh, Kevin Smith. Ooh. I was very, very excited to meet. I was supposed to meet him back when Megacon was here, but I got COVID, mm-hmm. and I had to cancel all the stuff. I was really sad about it. Um, I met him through the convenience tour for Clerks 3. You know, I signed up to get, like, a signed script. He also ended up signing my ticket stub for me, which was really nice of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason why I wanted to tell the story is because uh, it wasn't a typical fan interaction. Like, normally, like, when you when you do these things, like, it's very, very quick. Like, you have literally five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say, like, I love you or something and leave. And, like, that's it. That's all you have. And that's all I think I was supposed to have. But uh, he was really, really kind to me. And um, anyone who watches me or knows me knows, like, how influential his movies are on me. And as a filmmaker, you know, the first time I watched Clerks was the first time I was like, oh, my God, I could I can make a movie. Like, it was the first time I didn't feel separated mm-hmm. from it. Like, it felt like I could do it. it was through that movie. I'm definitely going to cry on the story. <laughs> and uh, so I was um, at this thing, and I had a brief interaction with him when he saw my ticket, but it was, like, quick. And then um, we were lining up to take photos. And that's when, like, I was like, all right, if I'm going to say something to him, it's got to be, like, right here. And uh, because I just want to tell him thanks for inspiring me, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get to, I get up, it's my turn. I'm like, all right. And he throws his arms open to hug me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I gave him a hug. And he's like, all right, we're going to take a photo now. You know, touch me wherever you want. Like, you know, it's a, you know. And he laid his head on my shoulder for one of the photos. I don't know if that's the one they'll send to me, but... Mm -hmm. And then after it, I'm like, all right, it's now or never. Like, I get to, I get to speak to one of my filmmaking heroes right now. I got, I got to tell him like, like what his work means to me. And uh, I'm, and I looked at him because like all the people are always being like, let's go, let's move. Yeah. You know, all the people running the event. And so I looked at him and I was like, I'll be quick. And he goes, okay. And he like looks at the guy. He's like, he'll be, he'll be fast. And I was like, so right there, I was like, thank God, like I get mm-hmm. to yeah. take my time. I didn't want to like spit fire it out because I talk very fast, right, audience and uh i just said um i'm an independent filmmaker and i would have never picked up a camera if it wasn't for you your work is very inspiring to me and i literally could not have even thought that i could do this if it wasn't for you mm-hmm. and i just wanted to say thank you and uh the response that you, i like was expecting mm-hmm. was just like oh thank you have a good night you know thanks for coming whatever yeah not what happened oh no um he hasn't told me any of this but yeah the no this, i i did this cold for a reason <laughs> so i wore my leather jacket so i could feel cool while i was there <laughs> and um i told him that and he grabs my jacket yeah like he grabbed me and he says you were always going to be a filmmaker do you know how i know that and i was like how and he goes because 90% of people say that they're going to do it and you're out here doing it. So I just want to tell you, as much as it means to me that you say my movies inspired you, mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing, keep making movies, keep watching movies, because I also did this because I watched a movie which made me think I could do it. Mm-hmm. And fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, don't, don't mind me real quick. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. And he said... Ah. Um, and he goes, and if you keep doing this and if you keep showing how much you love movies and how much you love doing this, there's one thing I know for certain. 
one day you're going to make a movie better than the one you watched tonight, and I want you to do that. Oh, my God, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Dude, I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't expect that at all, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm trying. I couldn't cry in front of him. I couldn't do it. And I was like, he said that, and I just went, thanks, man. <laughs> like, because I couldn't. If I spoke yeah. for too long, I was going to cry. And I was like, yeah, I was like saying thank you as he was saying that. And I was just like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And he hugged me again. And he Aww. was like, have a good day. And I left. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. I could not believe that interaction. I just had to share that, and I won't cry the rest of the show. I promise. Well, maybe I will later when we talk about Superman. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, um, I couldn't believe the interaction. It was, it was everything that, that I needed. That's awesome. Yeah, because all those things are normally like five seconds. Yeah. Hi, I love you. All right, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you and everyone else. Yeah, go. And yeah. he was. I really, really just appreciated that he took the time to speak to me, and mm-hmm. you know, he saw that I was like struggling to like tell him and he really really it was really kind he didn't have to do that mm-hmm. so thank you kevin smith <laughs> and um uh the thing that sucked is as soon as i got home though i was like maybe i can sound mixed quiver <laughs> like, like maybe i can keep working on it you know <laughs> but uh but yeah no it was it was really great so i just wanted to like give that little brief story off the top of the show and uh, we have a great show for you guys today. We do, yes. And uh, Nicholas, what story is going to kick us off first? Our first story comes to us from Deadline. Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment are meeting with directors hoping for a spring start on Twisters. With a dollar sign for the S. <laughs> Dalton told me that joke before and I yes, liked it. Thank you. Um, Twisters, a big scale sequel to the 1996 Storm Chasing Blockbuster. Steven Spielberg himself flipped for the script by the revenant scribe Mark L. Smith, and his enthusiasm provided the impetus for the fast-tracked film. First of all, I'm trying to wrap my head around, there's a Twisters sequel coming out called Twisters, written by the guy who wrote The Revenant, and the script was so good, Steven Spielberg was like, holy fuck, we gotta make this movie. <laughs> like, that, that is so fucking crazy. Be- because the thing is, the thing that people always are like with sequels, it's like, oh, they just always go bigger. Yeah. And they're like, Twisters. There'll be multiple ones. And oh, you're like, shit. Go on. There were multiple ones in the first Twister. <laughs> what could this mean? Do you think someone, they had the, just the word Twister on a chalkboard? The, and they're the, like, the how James, do we do a the, sequel? The James Cameron yeah. alien thing, yeah. Holler sign. Yep. yep. One of the best stories in Hollywood. He, I will say this. I unabashed. I love Twister. Mm. I, you know, unfortunately, Bill Paxton won't be able to come back because he fortunately passed away. But um, I hope they get Helen Hunt back. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's just a really fun movie. And uh, now picture like modern VFX. Yeah. I think it's going to. I'm ex- Mark me is excited, especially if like it's written by the guy that wrote The Revenant for no reason. And here's the crazy thing. The article goes on to say that. The guy who directed Top Gun Maverick was going to direct it, but he already committed to a Formula One racing movie, so he had to drop out. Well, that's news on its own. He's making a Formula One racing movie? <laughs> yes. Sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we almost live in a world where a Steven Spielberg-produced Twister sequel written by the guy who wrote The Revenant was directed by the guy who made Top Gun Maverick. Like, that almost happened. That's rad. And But, like, but what this tells me is that if they're going to make this movie and it has this much enthusiasm, they might get, like, a, a, like a known filmmaker to make it, which is nuts. Yeah. I love that. And, I, like I said, I love the first movie. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman can't come back either. Damn. Twister's fun. It gets too much shit. And the cowards at Universal took out the ride. I'm so pissed off about it still. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, 
Mark me is excited. How how, how you feeling about this? Well, here's the thing about Twister. <laughs> I've never seen. Them. Oh my god! I've been on the ride at Universal numerous times. This is unbelievable. And to I me. loved the ride at Universal. That movie was made for you. It's very. People are gonna hate my comparison. It's very Con Air esque. Go on. Just in that it's it's really fun uh-huh. and just a great time and the filmmaking is actually like you're saying it's the second greatest movie of all time is that what you're telling me sure uh, if you <laughs> if you want to interpret it that way i mean it's got bill paxton so it already gets a bunch of points oh yeah and helen hunt i love yeah. helen hunt yes um listen i i will watch it because i have heard it's a classic Here's... and all this excitement around it means like okay mm-hmm. they got something good yeah a good storm is brewing Ooh, nice here's how great this movie is nick mm-hmm they're storm chasers, right? Yes. The device that they're using to like get the um like the readings and hopefully help stop the storm is called the Dorothy, and they painted the Wizard of Oz Dorothy on it. That's good. And one of the best lines in the movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman, where they see an F five. I think it's an F five tornado that they see, and they see it start to form, and like it's very dramatic. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like smiles and he goes, "That's no moon. That's a space station." And they <laughs> go into it, and it's so awesome. My favorite thing about Philip Seymour Hoffman is he's one of the best dramatic actors that ever worked, Dude. and then he just does stupid shit like that. Like the he is, uh, the white man can't jump. Yeah, is that the movie he's in where he plays basketball? I think so. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the one Hilarious. with Ben Stiller where he's like the best man. Yes, and he like eats shit on the yes the floor. Oh, and Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one of the greats. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get sad. So, uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about the Twister sequel coming, Twisters? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Our next story comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. Ooh. Conjuring 4 is officially in the works. Go on. Returning to produce are James Wan and Peter Safran, the filmmaking team behind every film in the Conjuring universe. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga have portrayed the Warrens in the three previous movies, as well as in the spinoff, Annabelle Comes Home. The duo are currently expected to reprise their roles, although no deals are currently made. Thank you so much for that, Nicholas. And um, here's what I want to say right off of the top. Fuck no, and yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Before that. Yeah. Fuck and yes are definitely coming. No deals have currently been made. If you can't make the deals, stop. Mm-hmm. I don't want this movie without Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Correct. However, if you make the deals, a fucking yes. Mm-hmm. I love the Conjuring films. Uh, there's no director attached from what I understand. It probably won't be James Wan, which makes me sad. But I didn't hate Conjuring 3. And I thought the guy who directed that, his, I, I, his name isn't leaving me, but I believe it's Michael, Chav, Michael Chavez. I want to say something like that. He, um, well, I didn't love The Curse of La Llorona, which is also in that universe. I thought the directing of the film was the best part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, I, I enjoyed Conjuring 3. I didn't think it was as good as 1 and 2. But the person who wrote Conjuring 2 and 3 is writing this movie. So I am excited about that. But I'm curious as to who's going to be in the director's chair. And only make this movie if Patrick Wilson and Vera from Make It King come back. What, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this? Well, for starters, we say the movie nights love a lot of people. The movie nights really love Patrick Wilson we and Vera from We fucking love Patrick and Wilson and And there's a trilogy of movies with them. Yes. So we are innate Conjuring fans a- and, from the get-go. And a spinoff. I and a spinoff. St- I still haven't seen Annabelle 3, the one that they're in. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. I haven't it. seen any Annabelle. I think that's all I'm missing from the Conjuring universe. 
Me, maybe me too. Because I saw The Nun. I saw mm. Curse of La Llorona. Yep, yep. I think that's it, right? And then the Annabelle trilogy? I believe so. Annabelle got a trilogy. That's nuts. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, I think I three works really well as a horror movie. Yeah. Not a Conjuring. I guess it is technically a Conjuring movie, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Conjuring just missed the James Wan mm-hmm. feel of him directing it. I agree, but if he did Conjuring 3, we, we wouldn't have gotten Malignant, so yep. I digress. <laughs> Case closed. Uh, no, no. But I, I I think I agree with you. The, the third movie was very well directed, very mm-hmm. well helmed, and I think if they brought him back to do the fourth one, I feel like it would be better. Yeah. Because now I'm in the mindset of, oh, this guy made three. I know what three was. Yeah, I know what his Conjuring movie. I know feels what his like. Conjuring movies feel like because yeah. it was it was a shock. Like, kind of just took a minute to get yeah. into the Conjuring three. Uh-huh. But once I was there, I was like, cool, I'm mm-hmm. here. Uh, so I mean, I love that universe. I think they've done a great job of building it out. I think the Conjuring movies are the standouts in that universe. Yeah, even three, I think, still yeah beats. I haven't seen any of the Annabelles. Mm-hmm. Um, I the word on the street is two. Two is very good. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but beside that, again, you've watched the show before. You follow us on socials. Make a Crooked Man movie. For the love of Christ, make the a Crooked Man movie. The easiest thing there. Yeah. But no, I think this is a, a good thing. James Wan's busy with Megan, and I'm so fucking pumped for it. And, and yeah, I mean, hey, listen. Yeah. I just love that James Wan's getting paychecks. Oh, yeah. That's all I care about Come in on. life. He wrote Megan. He's going to be producing on this. The man's making Aquaman too. Mm-hmm. Dude's racking it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we love to see it. Yep. All because of Saw. Fuck yeah. Also, will one day I make a video about how every Saw sequel really um, turned their backs on what the original Saw was about and how the first one's great and the rest of them need to go fuck themselves? One day. We've (laughs) talked about it briefly, but one day. I'll do a whole deep dive. But uh, anyway, what do you guys think about The Conjuring 4 happening? And do you also want to see Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson come back? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next stuff. Now, the next stuff is just a bunch of DC news from two different articles, but many different quotes. Uh, the first thing is a byproduct of the second thing, but we wanted to open with the first thing first. Nick, what's going on? My favorite thing about this is last week on the show, I made a brief comment saying, that's been a lot of DC news lately. Yeah. And now yeah. this week, there's no Marvel news because yeah, DC it's... was just like, hey, here's everything going on right now. Yeah. Um. So uh, the first story comes to us from Deadline. After 15 years at Warner Brothers and four as the president of DC Films, Walter Hamada has finally left the Burbank, California lot. Sources tell Deadline the executive was waiting for the senior Warner Brothers Discovery brass to finalize his exit payout. Hamada has run DC since 2018 and re-upped in January 2021 with a contract that was supposed to take him all the way through 2023. Yes, so Walter Hamada has stepped down as DC president. Um... Basically, we had heard that he was very, very upset when Batgirl got canceled. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they were talking about bringing in a new DC president to make a 10-year plan when he was right there. And he was like, well, fuck this. I'm leaving. And they convinced him to stay on through the release of Black Adam, and he has officially left the Burbank lot, the Warner Brothers lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what I'll say about Walter Hamada, because I have some mixed feelings on it. As a film producer, you know, he shepherded the Conjuring films, and he hopped over to DC, and, you know... On that level, he's a very good, very successful producer, and he was there for many years. In terms of DC, I feel I both feel bad and am upset with him. It's very muddled waters for me. And basically what it is is, like, he had nothing to do with, like, the shooting of Justice League. He came on after. But he could have saved face and came out 
and just denounced all the shit that happened on that shoot. Mm -hmm. And they pick and chose what to go with PR wise. Now, granted, I feel kind of bad for him because I feel like Toby Emmerich was also still at the studio who's no longer there. And he was kind of the real, the real like puppet master in terms of what gets out and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he, he had a lot of control over Walter Hamada. Um, with that being said, Walter Hamada, in his tenure, produced Shazam, produced... He came in, I think, halfway through Aquaman, I think is what okay. he came in on. So, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Joker, the Batman, you know, all Walter Hamada. I think... Robert those, Pattinson, Batman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think all of those are great. I think all those are good films. Um, not all of them were successful. Birds of Prey and Shazam didn't make as much <laughs> as they should have, I think. But um, he he put a stamp on it, you know, mm-hmm. and he the only thing his tenure did that upset me was half-assing the DCEU. And I don't mean in terms of quality. I like the movies, but like Headless Superman. Wait, is this following Justice League? Is this like what what is the, yeah. like what's happening right now? And uh, basically just kind of somewhat continuing, but not really. But um, his focus on making standalone projects like Joker and the Batman while trying to make movies in the DCEU standalone you know, I appreciated the effort, but um, I where I do feel kind of bad for him is they didn't offer to let him make a 10-year plan. He was just kind of being temp- Toby Emmerich's errand boy, which I do feel bad about. But with that being said, I think even being Toby Emmerich's errand boy, mm-hmm. he should have been able to... Ha- I think there were still better decisions he could have made and helped things shape a better direction and listen to the fans more because mm-hmm. we're going to hear more about Hamada in our next few stories. And I think that um, it's telling basically, I think him leaving is going to be both good for him and good for DC mm-hmm. little rant, not a rant, but just little yeah. muddle. I've muddled feelings about the whole thing. What are your thoughts on Walter Hamada no longer being at DC and Warner brothers? I mean, I think some studios gonna snatch him up. By, I think so too. by years end, uh, especially, definitely. especially not even DC, Conjuring. He took the Conjuring yeah. and made it into a two billion dollar universe, and that is nuts. Yeah, for movies that make are made for ten Cheap. million. Yeah, yeah. If that. I think the, I think the most expensive movie they did was Conjuring Two at yeah. like twenty or forty. Exactly. Million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I do have kind of mixed feelings on DC as a whole for the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's about equal hits as there are misses, mm-hmm. and. My biggest criticism, I think, of DC is the directionlessness of it. Because, like, even so, like, if you look at post-credit scenes from the movies, none of them led to anything. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's issues behind the scenes as well. But I, it, it's kind of like, if you look at Marvel now, I can't really see where they're heading. Mm-hmm. Same with DC. Whereas, like, before, like, even, like, in the Marvel Universe, it's like, okay, we're leading to Thanos. Mm-hmm. You know, we're leading to this, we're leading to that. Um, and I think that was kind of the, always the issue where DC didn't know what to lead to. And they were like, all these movies, like Shazam and stuff, work so well as individuals that feel forced to try to be part of the universe mm-hmm. with the cameos and everything like that. Um, but no one was in charge. And Hamada was kind of just put in the situation of trying his best. Yeah. But... Also, I think it's a good thing to, instead of just giving him the chance, just to clear house, find someone with a fresh mind, ideas, who can look at mm-hmm. it, everything objectively, that doesn't have an attachment to the work. Because yeah. even if, like, a product is not good, if you're the one that created it, produced it, whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to have an attachment to it. Yeah. 
So I think it's good that Hamada, that they're going to get someone who can look at it objectively because mm-hmm. Hamada might look at it through a different lens of like, well, I really liked this. That yeah. I did, you know, mm-hmm. I want to go with that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just ushering in a new phase of what we're going to see from DC as the rest of the article explains. So I'm yeah. interested to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested too. Yeah. What do you guys think about Walter Hamada stepping down as the head of DC? Let us know in the comments as we move into just all kinds of DC news. It's going to be like a bam, bam, bam effect yep. of different levels of excitement from me. <laughs> so, Nicholas, what's the first quote of the same article that you have? Yeah, same article from Hollywood Reporters. Sources tell the Hollywood Reporter that James Gunn and producer Peter Safran are in talks with Warner Brothers for a mystery movie, possibly more, that James Gunn would tackle. Um, First of all, I think this is great news. I know that... He gets like a mixed rep from fans. But Saffron I, or Gun? Gun. Okay. But I, I thought the Suicide Squad was excellent, and I thought Peacemaker blew every expectation I had, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing series. And they have a Blu-ray. Make a 4K, you fucking coward, so I can have the whole DCEU on 4K. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is great news, and I'm wondering what the mystery projects are going to be. I definitely think they might be R-rated. Because I think one of the appeals of DC over Marvel for from a filmmaking perspective is if you want to make an R-rated movie, they will let you. Yeah. And I think that that's really generous. Despite some sort of box office stuff that they've had, It's I don't think it's been the filmmaker's fault. It's been a marketing standpoint thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole day and date thing with the first Suicide Squad really screwed it. And the fact that Suicide Squad, the theatrical version of David Ayers, was not very well received and mm-hmm. it overperformed really. Or at least the air cut. But uh, I uh, I think it's great news that James Gunn's going to come make some DC movies. What do you think about it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I the James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is my favorite DC project. Boom! Like of the DCEU? Yes. Okay. Hands down. Fair. Oh, yeah, we had this discussion yeah. recently. Yeah. And uh, I think Weasel's the best character in the <laughs> DCEU. So I hope that we get more Weasel. Naturally. Um, and I would also honestly say I think Peacemaker might be up there as well. I it was a great loved series, Peacemaker, because that was one that was like I liked the Suicide Squad. And I'm like, yeah, Peacemaker, all right, let's do it. Why not? And yeah. man, it blew every expectation I had for it. And I've always been pro James Gunn for his movies. I've yeah. always liked them. Um, so I think it's a great thing. I'm curious to see because I remember a while back we talked about an Amanda Waller series possibly uh-huh. in the world. Yeah. So I wonder if that's still something that's. Mm. That's moving forward, think about that, or maybe. if James Gunn has some other, because James Gunn's got free reign over there. Yeah, you know they're not coming to him with anything. They're coming. They're not like, hey, do Superman. He's mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah, he's just like, I'm I want to do this. this. And yeah. they go, you know what? Go for it. Go nuts. Yeah. Um, I li- oh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was gonna say, what really saves him? Because like after Suicide Squad didn't perform well, it wasn't his fault really, because it's like he made the best movie he could. They kind of botched it coming out. But yeah. as a filmmaker, you still have to prove that you're worthy of numbers. Yeah. And the Peacemaker show did gangbusters on HBO Max. And I yeah. think, I, not even the Suicide Squad, I think Peacemaker is why he has a lot of control over there now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think Amanda Waller's one of their best characters. I think so, too. So I would, and Viola Day, oh. She crushes it. Every time. She yeah. Crush, she crushes everything. <laughs> Fair. First of all. Fair, yes. First of all. Yeah. Amanda Waller, though. Oh, yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. Even in the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, Best part, hands down. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of characters. DC has a lot of characters, and with the R rating, you know, he can kind of just grind his teeth into a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wants to just do an action movie, 
cool, here's Deathstroke that's just been in the universe canonically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go nuts, because Deathstroke was in concept art for his Suicide Squad. Yeah, he was. And nothing happened. But if he just wants to do an R-rated, like, batshit action movie, go ahead. You want to do a political drama? Here's Amanda Waller. Yep. Have fun. Please you know, keep Joe Manginello if you do Deathstroke, please. So, I, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. So, I'm excited. You know, it's amazing. Amazing. And uh, keep the hits coming, Nicholas. What you got next in the world Boom. of DC? Boom. Meanwhile, in the same article, and meanwhile, in Gotham City. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> filmmaker Matt Reeves is quietly making his own expansion plans. The filmmaker is meeting with writers and directors to build out movies. Yes, movies, not just series. Focused on Batman's rogues gallery, both established and more obscure, with characters ranging from the Scarecrow to Clayf to Professor Pitt. I didn't read this article, apparently. <laughs> uh, so Matt Reeves, obviously, Robert Pattinson's the Batman, and uh, this is an expansion of his universe. Yeah. With uh, I was, I'm glad you didn't read it before, because I wanted to get your... Oh, yeah, no. No idea on that. Uh, obviously, <laughs> the two in the works currently are... Um, Arkham, the Arkham Asylum show, mm-hmm. as well as the Penguin. Penguin with Colin Farrell returning. Mm-hmm. That started shooting, I believe. Did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, movies, not just series on this. Mm-hmm. I got two words for you. Uh-huh. Fucking yes. <laughs> Go on. Um, Dude. Professor Pig. Uh, the Absolutely. Have you ever played the games with Professor Pig, those Batman ones? Uh, oh, no, my but God, he's horrifying. I loved him on Gotham. He was so he was. No, oh, dude, my God. Forgot about I his would, Gotham I would episode. love for you and I, because we watched every episode of that show as it aired. Yeah. We should just rewatch the whole show <laughs> and make Skyline and watch it. That'd be so fun. No, but, uh, but dude, first of all, movies, spinoff Rogues Gallery movies. Yes, please. Yes, yeah. please. In that universe. Yes, please. They saw Joker worked and yeah. were like, go on. Scarecrow. Clayface. Professor Pig. Okay. Clayface is the one that interests me. Because that's the most fantasy of those characters, and yeah. he's very grounded in that universe. Not necessarily realistic, but grounded. So I'm curious how they would make Clayface work. I, now, Scarecrow I, and Professor Pig, I'm immediately like, okay. And I, I wonder what's going to be a movie and what's going to be a series. Like, a Scarecrow movie would be awesome. Awesome. Because then what villains are going to be in the Batman 2? Yeah. You know, like, basically, I'm so glad that Matt Reeves is that Warner Brothers? And he goes, hey, love the DCEU. That's great. I want to make Batman over here in his own Earth, in his own world. But, like, I want to, like, do the whole thing. Yeah, I want to do <laughs> like, all of it. Is that okay? Can I keep doing this, please? Is this all right? And they were like, let's see how good the Batman is and how well it does. And then it came out and did well. And they were like, you can do whatever the fuck you want over in that Earth. Go nuts, buddy. Go yeah. nuts, Matt Reeves. And it's just like, I, I love that he gets to do Earth that. Earth MR1. <laughs> yeah, he he gets to do what they told Zack Snyder he could do and then lied to him. <laughs> that, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And so, yeah, I, I'm i really excited about it. And um, I, I want to hear your thoughts on these villain spinoffs. Well, obviously, Professor Pig is a slasher movie. Uh, I hope so. That's a tight 90 <laughs> slasher right there, if I've ever heard one. Yes. Um, Scarecrow, I think you could get a movie out of too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know it'd be cool actually too if they went like body horror with Scarecrow, where he's like actually Scarecrow type thing. Oh, that'd be sick. Um, Clayface, honestly, I think is a series because okay. there's a lot of tra- tra- 
<laughs> there's a lot of tragedy in his story. Yeah. You know, he's an actor and or wanting to be an actor, you know, does kind of like Mysterio wanting to be like yeah. the VFA, you know. And I love the, the clay face on Harley Quinn. Oh, he's so good. Um, I don't think they'd go that over the top. Obviously, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think there's a, a big way to ground that story mm-hmm. about like a struggling actor going through like or even just somebody who can change their appearance yeah like like uh, what would be really interesting is someone's like hey i saw thomas wayne Mm -hmm. like i saw him you know like that would be cool you know uh and and the thing uh, the fantastical element of it i honestly think can work in that universe because that universe is very grounded grounded but if you look at it things feel just slightly not real enough mm-hmm. to buy into it. Yeah. Like you look at, they had Gotham Halloween. None of those costumes are costumes you can just buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a kid wasn't running around as Superman or like a superhero. They had like mm-hmm. the teardrop mask. Yeah. So there was already this element of it feeling like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And I think in that you can have that, especially yeah. if these come out later on. Cause I do think they might add a little more of that into a Batman too. Mm-hmm. I know a popular thing is like Mr. Freeze being a villain of it. I think they might go hush. I I, I could see hush in the court of owls, especially. Yeah. So I think depending on how the scale of that, I feel like there's a very easy way to do it unless they do a different interpretation like Clayface. Yeah. Riddler was completely different than in the comics, but also the same. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great. Also Riddler movie. If you're going to make them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For sure. But no, I think that's a great idea overall. I think so too. Definitely. Which one would you be most excited for? Uh, I'll be honest. This is going to sound ridiculous. I and I love Scarecrow as a character. He's one of my favorite Batman villains. Yeah. P- Professor Pig yeah. really interests me. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not something I would have thought of, yeah. you know. And that just really interests me. Like I would name probably 10 other villains before I got before to him. I would get yeah. to Professor Pig yeah. being a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. All great news. Yes. But what do you guys think about Matt Reeves developing some villain spinoffs, both movies and shows, for his little Batman universe? Let us know as we move on to the story that I've been waiting to hear since 2013, Nicholas. From the same article (laughs) from The Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers has an intense desire to reprise the Henry Cavill iteration of the hero Superman. The project that would essentially be Man of Steel 2 is being produced by Charles Roven and is currently in search of writers. Woo! (laughs) Go on. Why do you think I put out this statue for the show? (laughs) Man of Steel 2, at least a version of it, is finally fucking coming. Jesus Christ. Why did it take so long to bring Henry Cavill back as Superman? Mm -hmm. Why? And that's like one of my frustrations with Hamada going back to earlier. Just why? Why? You know? Yeah. And um, it's it's just so crazy to me because it's like DC's number one flagship hero. And they're just like, oh, let's have headless cameos and keep him in shadows Mm -hmm. and Peacemaker. And I'm just like, but... I just want to see Superman. Yeah. Like, honestly, and the half-assing of the DCEU that I mentioned with Hamada earlier, what I mean is, like, either have it be Henry Cavill, recast, or just reboot the universe. Mm -hmm. I just want to see Superman. Please, give me Superman in a movie. And finally, they've realized, like, you know what? Henry Cavill, bitchin' Superman. He's a great Superman. They're like, thanks for catching up with your own universe. Yeah. What we all know. Jesus Christ. And, like, I'm. this just excites me so much. I love Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I think Man of Steel is a great movie. The only problem I have with Man of Steel is I agree that the third act, there's so much action that it's almost like overwhelming. But 
that's a great complaint to have if you're me, <laughs> right? Right. That that's like, yeah. but I I really like that movie. I think it's very underrated. The more I watch it, the better it gets. Every single time I watch it, and I think he was great in the extended edition of Batman v Superman, considering he wasn't in the theatrical one. Mm-hmm. And I thought um, he was really great in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, you know, never forget the mustache in the theatrical one. Yeah. But even even you could tell he was like, "What the fuck am I doing this for?" Yeah. And um, I'm just so happy that they're finally getting their fucking priorities straight over there. And um, it mentions in the article that they want Christopher McQuarrie to write it, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But they said they haven't reached out to him yet because they know he's busy with the Mission Impossible movies. But what are your thoughts on a new Superman movie finally fucking happening? And does this excite you? And who do you think should direct it? Mm. I mean, yes, I've always been on the fence on Man of Steel. I think it's a... I teeter between it being a fine movie and it being a great movie. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it like twice, so I really should rewatch it. And I'm going to say it on the show, so we have to hold ourselves yeah, to it. We're going to rewatch Before it. Shazam 2 comes out, we will have watched all of the DCEU again. Yes. And we're going to rank them. Correct. Do we have to watch both Justice Leagues, though? Or can yes. we just pretend one doesn't exist? I think we have to do both, right? Okay, but can we pick one BVS? I don't want to watch theatrical BVS again. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, we can. Um... I think Henry Cavill is a great Superman who hasn't been given the opportunity to be a great Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am excited that they do want to kind of bring these back and build out the universe more that they've established. And that means there's a small chance Affleck comes back. Dude, man, please, that. please. That's all please. I'm living off of that yeah. little bit of hope. We know he's getting some cameos and some upcoming stuff, but please, God, please yeah. give us more. So um, I think it's a great thing, uh, especially with recent appearances that have been speculated uh-huh. upon. Yep. Which we'll get to. Which we'll get to, yep. or blatantly stated by yep. The, the Rock. Rock. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so I think it's a step in the right direction, and I'm curious to see. I hope it wasn't just a one-off thing that mm-hmm. they did for the fans, but for what point, if it's not going to have greater implications. Yeah. Uh, in terms of directors, <laughs> I hope they push it so that Christopher McQuarrie can do it, but yeah, we'll see who they bring in. Yeah. Something that I need to say. Whenever there's a story that's so insane, mm-hmm. we'll call the other one and then while on the phone, send them the article so we can hear yeah. the reaction of reading the story. It's only happened a couple times. I think one time was when Jamie Foxx got cast in Spider-Man No Way Home. You sent me, you called me. Yeah. And I think I did it back to you once, but I don't remember what it was for. I know I did it again with Doc Ock for you. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's, I wish I remembered what I sent it to you for. Mm-hmm. It was good. But like, if I open up one of the trades and it says that Zack Snyder is doing Man of Steel 2, <laughs> boy, expect a phone call from me. <laughs> I think that would be insane. And a bill from my hearing doctor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I think there'd be benefits to doing that. Mm-hmm. One, I like the first Man of Steel. Yeah. Two, you know, Zack Snyder's doing Rebel Moon over on Netflix, which it looks fucking awesome from all the concept art and, mm-hmm. and posters we've seen. But... I feel like getting him to do Man of Steel 2 and saying, hey, whatever you do in this movie, it's Man of Steel 2, and it's your story. Whatever you implications you make of the universe in this movie will continue forward. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is, this is goodbye. I wouldn't want that. I want him to do Justice League 2 and 3 and finish the story arc. I really like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. But, like, from a PR standpoint, 
of like you want to mend the fans together you can have Zack Snyder say like I'm really happy to be invited back to do like one more movie and mm-hmm. have it be a sequel to the movie that started it like I think there'd be I think there'd be serious benefits to doing it I'm mm-hmm. just saying I think it'd be a good idea but uh, what do you guys think about a new Superman movie happening? And who do you want to see direct it? Let us know in the comments as we move on to the box office. The box office. I'd like to give a friendly reminder that these are just the Sunday estimates. And in the description to on Monday, no, post-Tuesday, on Monday when the final numbers come out, I will put a I will put the final box office numbers in the description of this video. Yes. Uh, so I'll kick us off here with our last week's predictions. Yes. Uh, Dalton, you had Black Adam coming in at number one. Mm-hmm. Halloween at number two. Mm-hmm. Smile at number three. Mm-hmm. Ticket Ticket to Paradise, number four. And The Woman King coming in fifth. Uh-huh. On my side of things, I had Black Adam, number one. Halloween. Ticket to Paradise. Smile. And The Woman King. Okay. Very interesting. Buddy, we were both wrong. Really? Yeah. So something we both got right coming in number one was Black Adam making Shocker. yeah making <laughs> making sixty seven million dollars yeah. domestically. Coming in number two was Ticket to Paradise, which I projected was not going to do well. Yeah, sixteen million dollars. And here's the thing: overseas, it's already opened. Yeah, I'm gonna skip to their worldwide number. Number. Their worldwide box office number right now is $96 million. People love George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Especially overseas. On yeah. a budget of 60. So it's already made 1.6 times its budget back. Jeez. Yeah, crazy. Coming in third was Smile. Good for them. In its fourth week, making another $8.3 million. Coming in fourth, dropping 80%. <laughs> oh, no. Halloween ends. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. But here's the thing. We've had this discussion before. Yes, the movie isn't fantastic. I mean, I don't hate it. It's it's not fantastic. But that is the draw of day and date. Yes. You still have that opening weekend, but your Mm drop-offs, even if this film was really good, I think... The day and date yeah. ruined it. Because only the people who love the Halloween franchise like went out, you know. But yeah, it made eight million dollars. Um yeah. There's a chance it might sneak up over Smile in the final numbers, but mm-hmm. it's not looking likely. And coming in fifth was actually Lyle Lyle Crocodile making another four point two million dollars. Which All right. we'll take it. Um something I want to point out, a movie came out called Terrifier Two. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Terrifier 1. I take it this is a horror movie? Yes. Or perhaps a rom-com? It is a horror, a horror ah, film. Yeah. And um, it was it name. was made on a budget of $250,000. All right. And at the box office, it has made $5 million. Horror movie make money? Yep. News. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Water wet. But um, I'm just... Proud of that. Yeah, good of for Of whoever them. made that. I might watch it now because I've heard it's disgusting. Like, I've heard it's, like, really gory and what graphic. What was the first one made for if the second one was 250000 I believe it was, like, a whole figure less. I think it was, like, fifty. Holy crap. Yeah. Jeez. Nuts. But yeah. I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was cool. But anyway, let's dive into these numbers a little bit more here. Yeah. Um, Black Adam, I don't believe, has opened worldwide yet. So, right now, it's still just domestic at $67 million opening. 
the production budget was two hundred million, and it's made point three times its budget back so far. But it has other markets to open in. I think it's going to do fairly well. I don't think anything significant comes out next week. Plus, it's The Rock. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think anything significant comes out next week. This might be the highest opening for The Rock. Maybe mm, it might be. Look. Yeah. Jumanji did really well. It did, but so. it but it it mostly did well in the drop offs. Back ends. Yeah. yeah. Um, I already went into Ticket to Paradise. Smile. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking watch this. Um, worldwide has made a hundred and fifty million dollars now. That's insane. Insane. Good for them. Good for them. Halloween ends on a budget of this is where Blumhouse comes in, baby. We've talked about this on a budget of twenty. Worldwide has made eighty-two, which means it's made four point one times its budget back. And you, they can afford. Imagine being able to afford to drop eighty percent. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they just don't care? Is that why they did day and day? Because they're like, fuck it, we'll make it back the first weekend. Who cares? Probably. And yeah. Makes sense. If this movie was more expensive, they're not. They're not doing day and day. Yeah. And then Lyle Lyle Crocodile has made worldwide thirty-two million dollars on a budget of fifty, though. So right. not doing great, but it's it's hanging in there in the top five at least. Mm-hmm. Um, now next week's box office is going to be tricky because I'll be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck comes out. Let me uh, for t- show. Let me take a look here. <laughs> yeah. So opening next week mm-hmm. is a movie called Pray for the Devil, but it's P R E Y for the Devil, mm. and because uh, they're clever. Yeah. And a movie called Call Jane, which I'm unfamiliar with. But here's my predictions yes. for next yes, week's yes, box yes. office. Go on, hit me with it. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Coming in number one, Black Adam. Whoa. Making I know. Waves. I know. Coming in number two, Ticket to Paradise. I ran a carbon copy of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, Nicholas. Coming in three, smile. Okay. I think that's gonna be a repeat. I think Halloween and Lyle are gonna drop off. I think coming in, actually no, fourth is gonna be the new movie, Pray for the Devil. Fourth is it's P R E Y. Yep. Okay. And fifth is gonna be Halloween ends, and three, four, and five are all gonna be horror films because that's really, really close to Halloween. I think it's the last movie weekend before Halloween. Uh, yes, I believe so. Sorry, I'm just writing down our predictions. You're good. Ooh, so this is tough now. Hmm. Who's making Pray for the Devil? Do we have any like uh, studio? My, own, I would put that high up, but also I haven't seen any marketing for it. Mm-hmm. It is being made by Lionsgate. Well, then we're going to have some fun here to make us different. <laughs> so I'm going to go Black Adam. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Ticket to Paradise. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Pray Devil. Pray for the Devil. Then I'm going to go Smile. Mm-hmm. It's tough, right? What did Woman King make on the Sunday Estimates? 1.9. What was Halloween ends at? Eight. I was hoping that was closer. <laughs> I wanted to hold out some hope. Eight? Because I want to maybe do Lyle Lyle because there's nothing kids out. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Halloween's drop off will be even bigger again. All right. So I'm going to go Black Adam, Ticket to Paradise, Pray for the Devil, Smile, and Halloween. So I'm just swapping our third and fourth. Okay. I think you'll be right, but I wanted to have some fun. Maybe, yes. I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe, pray for the devil will uh, 
creep in there. Maybe. Maybe it will. Terrifier 3. Yeah. <laughs> no, also, I want to point out, um, Black Adam did open overseas. Okay. But they haven't just, they haven't, but even for the Sunday estimates, they haven't put in the numbers as of this recording. So gotcha. I don't want to speculate as to what the worldwide numbers are right now. Understandable. Um. So, yes. And um. before we... Speaking of Black Adam, we actually have a movie review for Black Adam. We do, That we're yes. going to dive into really spun spoiler detail. But before we do our review on Black Adam, I want to take care of some quick housekeeping. Well, we'd love to have you join and watch us on YouTube. Life gets busy. People are constantly running around. Sometimes you just don't want to see our faces, especially Nick's. And uh, so for your listening pleasure, the Movie Nights Roundtable is available in audio-only formats on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know, your podcasting app of choice, you can find us there. Just open it up and type in Movie Nights or Movie Nights Roundtable and look for a big yellow logo and give us a listen on the audio side and vice versa. If you're audio, please consider subscribing and watching us on YouTube. Now. Well done. Thanks, man. Now. Black Adam. Black Agar Adam gone. Death Adam. Um, That was great, by the way. Um, let's talk and spoiler, spoiler warning. This is a spoiler, 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 spoilers of black Adam. Spoilers. Thanks. I know it's going to be in the wrong spot, but I think it's funny. It'd be, it. I've, I'm going to put it over your face. That's fine. The whole Mike Wazowski it. <laughs> yes. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But okay. So black Adam. Yes. Eh. Mm-hmm. It's a great second act bookended by first and third acts that I don't think are very good. Um, the 10-minute narration backstory in the beginning was much for me. A lot of the dialogue is very bad. And the kid actor in it, and I'm not blaming the kid. He's just a child actor. The one in the flashbacks. No. Oh, the main. The main yes. kid. Did not work. Mm-hmm. I'll, say, I'll say that. It did not work. Yeah. And um, the writers could have really done something better with that. I also want to point out, John Collette Sarah, the director, I like him. The Shallows, I contend, is a great fucking movie. I believe he also did... A lot of Liam Neeson stuff. The Jungle Cruise. And he did. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll be honest, I love. <laughs> I love that movie. I'll yeah. watch that movie anytime. Yeah. Um, what I will give this movie as on a positive note. Mm-hmm. There's, there's many positive notes, yes. actually. One, I thought The Rock did really well. And I thought he was playing a character. He wasn't being The Rock. Yeah. Did The Rock come out sometimes? Sure. Yeah. But for the most part, I thought he played the character very well. Two. He, he uh, Just piggyback off that. I feel like this is now a role that is synonymous with The Rock. Yeah. Off of one movie. I like, think It's so like, too. okay, no one else can be Black Adam. Yeah. I mean, obviously people... Yeah. When we're long gone. And it's current be, iteration. Yeah. yeah. But it's like it's like... I don't want to say Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man because mm-hmm. obviously that had so many buildups and movies, yeah. but like I don't see anyone else being Black Adam. Yeah, um, fair. Two, another thing I really enjoyed the way it uses the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I think it builds very well. I think the way it ties itself in was interesting and it worked for the story, even though the storytelling in that universe is quite all over the place. Yeah. Also, the Justice Society were fucking awesome. And I think this is proof you don't have to have individual movies leading up to a thing. Just the Justice Society. Bam. Yeah. They're there. And now, granted, from a universe-building perspective, is it kind of funny that they kind of exist now out of nowhere? Sure. But also, canonically, 2017 was the last Justice League movie. And, like, we had Shazam and Aquaman and Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Which, one of them was in the 80s. Two of them were just very specific niche places in the world where we don't see a ton of whole 
world building, you know, the Suicide Squad as well. Yeah. So in 2017 years, it's been a while since we've seen a team. So maybe one's been building up in the background. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, They could have done slightly better with that. But overall, the team, Hawkman, Aldous, I think I believe it was Aldous Aldous Hodge. Hodge, Yeah. Amazing as Hawkman. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate was perfect. Stand out of the movie. Perfect. Dude, that action scene, his action scene at the end. Yeah. We're, we'll get to that. Oh, my God. We'll get to that. This, yeah. move, this movie, listen, this movie for as I'm going to talk some shit about it. Yeah. This movie has some of my favorite moments in the DCU in it. Yeah. But anyway, um, Pierce Brosnan's action fate was great. Noah Centino and the actress's name is leaving me. I'm so sorry. But the one who played Cyclone. I believe it's Quinta something. Let okay. Me, let me... Yeah, I want. I want to get it. Yeah. Okay, so you have The Rock as Black Adam, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, Pierce Brosnan, Doctor Fate, Noah Centino, Adam Smasher, Quintessa Swindell, yeah, Cyclone. Um, while Adam Smasher and Cyclone didn't do a whole lot in the film, mm-hmm. I thought their chemistry was really sweet. I feel like that was definitely something that was set up for future. Yeah, like I, I feel like we will see them again. Yeah, and so I, I, I liked seeing them. It was perfect. Yeah, I've just never big Noah Centino centineo fan yeah I, those netflix you know whatever yeah. but like he, did he really was perfectly well. serviceable yeah this. and i think also him being the butt of every joke also yeah. kind of helped i but love the running joke great. with him and hawkman of just like you and me you and me like <laughs> yeah. um but uh and the biggest positive i'll give this movie and i'm not just saying this because like ooh, distractions visuals mm-hmm. the action scenes knock it out of the park yeah the slow motion like quicksilver style stuff of black adam was great Oh, that needle drop. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, I was like, oh, it's this movie. Yeah, yeah. Good. And That's what I wanted. And the the fight scene with Black Adam and Hawkman was insane. Dr. Fate at the end. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing stuff. I thought the action scenes were very well done. Like I said, the, sec- the second, the middle of this movie, like from minute 31 to minute 90 are great. Like yeah. they're really fun and they're really enjoyable. Still a bad script, mm-hmm. but another negative though the action scenes were filmed and edited perfectly the drama scenes were edited strange and i thought i was the only one who picked up on it but after we saw it other people were pointing out like because this movie really tries something i'll commend the movie for it tries to tell this under not underground but like this this um story beat of the justice society and heroes are like a metaphor for like american imperialism and invading in other countries and there's this scene that you can tell is supposed to be really dramatic and powerful of someone confronting them and saying, oh, you're here to help us now when someone wants to be our savior. But when these people came in, you were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. That The idea of that scene is really impactful and really interesting. The only problem is it was written poorly and it cut to six people a second during the conversation, I'm like, yeah. what What an odd... Static shy shot, static front shot. Pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. like, one reaction shot of the person she's talking to, maybe two, and have it on her, and you can have it maybe slowly move in, whatever. But like, I'm not feeling the emotional impact that this scene is supposed to have because of how... Yeah. Because of that. But, but if I read that, I'd be like, oh, that's a really good. But it just didn't... And they do it more than once. Yeah. Which was interesting to me. In the third act, I wasn't a huge fan of. There's a moment in the third act where Dr. Fate reaches out to Black Adam. That moment fucking rules. <laughs> and he, he does his, it's an Easter egg. He yeah. does his move from Injustice the game. Yeah, the, yeah. The, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, go on. Yeah, and it was <laughs> awesome. And uh, 
um unfortunately spoiler spoilers dr fate dies which i'm very sad about because I, want- I really want to see more of him i mean he's an old character he could be young again. yeah that's true um I want to watch the movie again just to watch that scene of all the Dr. Fates when they're fighting um, Sabak. Yeah. When it's like he would kill one of them, but it was just a reflection in another one. I was like, what's happening yeah. right now? And why do I love it? And I'm horrified at the same time. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Yeah. And um, so I liked that moment in the third act. But like the whole the Sabak did not work as a villain. There's a fucking sky beam. I'm like, we ended these years ago. Let's mm-hmm. not go back. And it was just like. They built up a villain for the third act. I don't think you needed a villain in this movie. I legit because everything with Black Adam and the Justice Society was perfect. You could literally have the movie be that. what it was set out to be, which was the Justice Society realize, holy fuck, Black Adam's a problem, and then you have that emotional conflict of the Justice Society thinking they're heroes, but maybe they're not. That could have been the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a suit decision. I feel like that was a oh well, we need a bad guy for them to fight at the end because yeah. it feels that way. It feels very tacked on. We got to see the wizard, D- Digimon Hanzu from Shazam. Yeah, that was cool. Really that happy to nice, see that. Nice world building. Yeah. The, the touches of connectivity to the DC. Yeah. Like, I believe the Amanda Waller stuff was all reshoots. Yeah. But but it, but lo- it worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah. And it was really nice. And I think that, um, like I said, just the way it built out the DCU was really well done. Overall, it's fine. Yeah. It th- When it's bad, it's bad. But when it's good, it's really fun and really good. It's perfectly, it's bang average. I think that's what we yeah. came to. Here's my issue with, like, the kid. My biggest issue. Performance, whatever, yeah. it's a kid. Um, that character exists in the DC universe already. That's just the uh, Freddy from Shazam. Yeah. Obsessed with superheroes, teaching the person who doesn't know about superheroes yeah. about superheroes. Yeah. That kid, and sure, multiple kids can exist in that. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I are... Yeah. Like superior. You know what I mean? But it was like that kid exists Mm -hmm. in a small universe where we're not seeing all these other people. Yeah. So I was like, why have that? Yeah. No, it was, yeah. Because I think it was a choice. I think I would have almost preferred them go like a Thor route where it was just the uh, Black Teth Adam and, um, uh, is her name Isis? Is that her name? Cyclone? No, 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 no. The the main girl. Oh, the girl. Adriana. Mm -hmm. Adriana Tomaz. Well, I believe it's a character named Isis in the comics. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. Yeah. But, like, have, like, a Jane-Thor dynamic yeah. with that. And, again, Sabak just didn't. Yeah. Um, Big CGI third villain? Yeah. What? Yeah. I will say the CGI in the movie, though. Spot, compared to everything we've seen lately? Yeah, in terms it of was CGI, very like, good. They took their time like, on that. Like, I predict this will get a Best Visual Effects nomination at yeah. the Oscars. Like, it was very well Because they had a lot of, like, Hawkman's suit is elaborate. yeah. yeah. And all of Cyclone's moves yeah. were awesome. Yeah, and the reflections yeah. and everything, the lightning looked good. Um, before we get into the thing, yeah, uh, give me your, some more of your thoughts on the film. Because um, I, you made a really astute comparison that I liked about how you felt like almost like a late '80s, early '90s action movie. Yeah, especially with the bad guys. The bad guys being like, "Hey, yeah, get over there! I'm gonna shoot you!" Like, just like oh, it was like, so. Yeah, the, what I wanted from this movie. Mm-hmm from what I was marketed as was a cheesy eighties movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted a bunch of really good action scenes that I assumed would revolve in an over the top villain and cheesy one liners, needle drops and bad dialogue. And man, I got all of that. So how can I get mad at the movie yep. when it gave me exactly what I wanted? Exactly. Um, and 
you know, I feel like a lot of the there were a bunch of story issues, mainly with like the kid and the bat, like Sabat. Like, a a character goes to hell, yeah, literal hell for a minute, and that's it. Yeah, and there's no talk of that. Like yeah. that, that's like a huge implication yeah. for just everything. Yeah. Um. But overall, I think a lot more of the movie worked in the positive than the negative for me. I yeah. think evened out right in the middle because, mm-hmm. like, the stuff that stood out, like, the entire JSA, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. So I want more of them. Yeah. And even, like, the, the like I said, the world building, like, the Amanda Waller stuff, all definitely reshoots, didn't mm-hmm. feel like reshoots to me. Yeah. And I think that worked. And I think that was the character to bring in. Yeah. I think that was a great choice to build upon. Yeah. Everything. And uh, Harcourt as well from Peacemaker. Yes, and Harcourt, uh, James Gunn's mm-hmm. uh, wife, um, Jennifer. Jennifer Holland. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's but yeah. So okay, now let's talk about the thing, the post credit scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's in that? Gee. So the Black Adam post credit scene, which The Rock leaked himself, ironically. You which, know what? You here's what I'll say. Respect. The reason why, because normally I wouldn't like that. Yeah. The marketing for this movie was not great. Mm-hmm. And they needed that kick. Yeah. And he was like, this will do it. So just, I think by doing it, it was a great marketing move. Well, I feel like it's the same thing with like, I prefer that over Toby and Andrew mm-hmm. of like, they're like, no, they're not in Spider-Man. No, him. what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, like I find it interesting, the story behind it, the rock kept saying the story and yeah. like, they don't show him in the marketing. Yeah. They were just like, Yes. He is in the movie, and yeah. yes, it's Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. I I like the Andrew Garfield style of marketing. Yeah, and um, but and I'll go into like so yeah. the the mid credit scene. Fucking Henry Cavill comes back as Superman, which we were talking about Man uh-huh. of Steel two earlier. It makes sense. Yeah. No deal has been signed yet to do that stuff. They did a one off deal for this movie, but finally, someone was just like, "Fucking, if we're not gonna have another headless fucking cameo, which is what it was originally, yeah, just fucking get our Superman in there." And they did. And even in the two lines he delivered, I was like, oh. "They gave him the curl. They gave him the curl." And they Love, they played been some, waiting for the curl. Yep, they played some John Williams stuff, Love which was curl. cool. But like, just Superman. It was yeah. Superman, and he was there, and he you felt the presence of Superman in there. Like I was texting Hannah's uh, stepdad Troy because he loves like the comic book stuff, yeah. and he said that uh, he's like, "I thought the movie was okay, but that mid credit scene gave me actual chills," mm-hmm. and I was like. Yes, like it was the implications of the story that it could go. The they're actually building more stuff in the DC universe, and Henry Cavill's fucking back, dude. I'm so excited that Henry Cavill's back. Superman's back, and suit looked good. Suit looked good. It the yellow was very yellow, mm-hmm. which I was like mm, about. Do you think that suit has the red tidies? I don't think so. Cowards. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they'll do it. But um, but I I really like the scene, and I was it was. It's the best part of the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is. It's kind of like the best part of Far From Home was JJ. <laughs> but uh, the, the scrolls in the end credit scene go on. Yep. But um, but also, I want to point out, did you know that post-credit scene of Black Adam, which, spoilers, has Henry Cavill's Superman in it, mm-hmm. was shot a month before the movie came out? Wow. It was shot around Labor Day. That's crazy. That means July at Comic-Con, Henry Cavill's not in this movie. Apparently, they tested the movie. I think it was Hollywood Reporter who talked yeah. about this. They tested the movie with a headless Superman, and everyone loved it, but they were like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. Like, the test audience, the test general movie-going audience, not a comic book audience, mm-hmm. was like, I'm like, 
I'm really excited for Superman, but I'm really sick of this. Headless, yeah. And so they were like, fuck it, get him back. And like, and they did it in a month. That's crazy. That's impressive. I can't wait for after the full weekend's over where Hen- they'll actually interview Henry Cavill and be like, talk about it. Because I want to hear it from his point of view. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was nuts. Here, here's my only issue with the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting story to Superman getting to that point, mm-hmm. And I want that. Yeah. Of like, be- why, why does, what does Amanda Waller have on Superman? Exactly. Yeah. Because canonically the suicide squad in David Ayer's version, suicide squad is literally created to prevent Superman. Yeah. Yeah. If another, cause Superman's dead at yeah. the point of suicide squad. So canonically, if they another were created Superman that's evil came, what do we do? Which, which they is literally, literally black Adam. Yeah. yeah. Which would have been cool if a Suicide Squad versus Black Adam thing actually came to fruition because it's literally and, and Black Adam that. just murdered everyone. Exactly. <laughs> but so there's Amanda Waller's got something or Superman soft footage and was like, mm-hmm. he Bruce Wayne did when went. Mm, I have a, I have a theory. Got to do something. With I have that. a theory as to what the favor was. Mm-hmm. I think Amanda Waller got Superman to the hospital after Bloodsport shot him. Ooh, interesting. Because canonically that's happened. Canonically. They Deadshot said did Superman they with a said kryptonite Blood bullet. They said shot him with yeah. a kryptonite bullet and put him in the ICU. Interesting. Ooh, maybe he had to go to that containment chainer mm-hmm. to, like, heal. And he was, like... In the underground thing, yeah. deep in the... Yeah. yeah, and he was like, I owe you one. Because, mm. to me, saying he doesn't know about the shady shit that she's doing is remiss to me because Batman knows, and Batman would have definitely told Superman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my only theory of how that works. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. yeah. So I, that, that was my only holdup of like, mm, but there's literally a whole agency dedicated to preventing Superman from happening. Yeah. And yeah. he's working for them. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. 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 I'm curious too, but Hey, Henry Cavill's back and that's what matters. That, that's what matters to me. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I'm I'm gonna say it's a recommend. I would say recommend solely as well. for how fun it is. Yep. Don't don't expect a great script. Don't expect a lot of that. But the action scenes are legit, extremely well done. Uh, most of the performances are great. VFX is clean. VFX is clean. The sc- I like the score. I didn't mention the score. score I thought solid. the score was really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the overall direction and the new they're they're starting to put pieces in these movies that are actually building to a bigger dc universe instead of the let's rush to marvel that was before that wasn't the filmmaker's fault it was just forced upon them by the studio yeah so i'm recommending it it's fine and i'm excited what it did do i'm excited to when we see black adam again Mm -hmm. and i'm excited for where this goes yes absolutely yes yes and um, I think that's all we had for the show today. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, do you think this leads to a Black Adam post credit scene in Shazam two? If they can crank out, if they could crank out, I hope so. They could crank out Henry Cavill in a month. I think there's plenty of time now that Shazam got delayed. I hope so. I think that would be great because mm-hmm. Shazam has a deleted scene that I'm so pissed that was deleted, where um. He brings all of the siblings to the wizard's temple. Yeah. And they're all sitting in the chairs and there's an empty one. And the one of the siblings goes, why is that chair empty? And then like, it was just like, it was Black Adam. Yeah. But like, it's, I, I hope so. Mm -hmm. Because I love the idea of Shazam tries to fight Black Adam at some point and just gets his shit rocked. So he has to get the help of Superman. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's the way they're going to go, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I think I can go that way. 
I really think it could. But um, before we go, I do want to say, if you liked what you heard today and you want more, don't forget to subscribe to the official Movie Nights YouTube channel for our weekly shows and movie reviews and other videos that are coming soon. And you can also check us out on our social channels where we post updates, short video clips, and more. Those links can be found in the video description, if I remember. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next week.